I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to My Millennial Property with John Pigeon and Emily Wallace. We are on holidays at the moment. Uh, Emily's on a beach somewhere and uh, and I'm just wrestling with kids. But uh, essentially today, the episode, we go back a little while when Emily, I think, not long joined us. Uh, it's about setting long-term property goals and not a better time to think about that than over the summer period where we can um, take stock over a glass of wine or some sparkling water and and think about what it is that you want to achieve, Emily. Indeed, 2023 could be your year to buy a property. It could be your year to even just consider a property journey, whether that's investing or home buying. If you're a little bit unsure about what that might look like for you, strongly suggest getting in touch with John for a clarity call. If you listen to the episode and you're still not really sure, maybe having a bit of clarity and someone who's not your uncle or your friend telling you what to do, John can be that middleman and voice of reason in the whole process because let's be honest, it's a bit confusing, isn't it? Yeah, it can be daunting out there, that's for sure. So we can overcome some roadblocks for you or uh, yeah, just be that third person without emotion. So hit us up on our website, solveairwealth.com.au. Love it. Well, enjoy this episode and happy goal setting. Hello and welcome to another episode of My Millennial Property. My name is Emily Wallace and as always, I am joined by John Pigeon. How are you going, John? Very well, Emily. How are you? Very good indeed. I am excited for today's episode because I think it's relevant to a lot of our listeners. So I'm keen to get stuck into it. We're doing an episode around long-term property goals. Now, long-term property goals... This is an interesting topic because I think the whole point of this is some people don't think about long-term property goals. So at the very bare minimum, we'd love for you to walk away from today's episode feeling like you've actually made a consideration for your long-term property goals. And in addition to that, a bit of, I guess, tips and tricks from John and I, both on a personal and professional level, to help you set them and achieve them so that you can create wealth and feel a sense of success in your property journey. Yeah, absolutely. When we think about, and we've spoken about how to get our second property as a on a, on a previous episode, but looking forward and, and way beyond next week, next year is, is super, super important, as you said, both professionally and personally. There's so many books been written over the years, like how to retire by 40, how to get a hundred properties in two and a half minutes. And, uh, and like, there's so many long-term outcomes for people that, that sort of sells the sizzle, I suppose. And, uh, my, my first off the hip comment would be, Whatever it is, it just needs to relate to you. Why do we want to retire by 40? Why do we want 10 properties? Mm-hmm. Why do we want to do what we want to do? So we need to really have reason, don't we? And and 
really think about what is the goal, but why are we wanting that goal? Is it to improve our life? Is it to have fulfillment? Is it to have enjoyment? Is it to do something for other people? What is it that we want? Definitely. I think that's so important to touch on the on the why piece because if you get real clarity on your why, the goal actually then the, the path to achieving the goal becomes a lot easier because it's a constant reminder, you know, why am I doing this? Whenever you're feeling a bit stuck on it or you're feeling unsure or like you're not getting anywhere, that why in the back of your mind. And for some of you that might be creating a future for your children you know, longer term as well. It might be, you know, a personal goal. It could be just so you can say that you did it. Doesn't matter what it is, but um, clarity on that's really important. I think that's what people at the first step might fail to to recognize. You must have a why. Yeah. Yeah. And and I I think as a, as a, child we've got dreams and and no one as a child is shot down with their dreams it's like well you go and get that kid if you want to be a firefighter you go and fight fires if you want to save lives you do that if you want to be a doctor or a um, engineer or a pilot just just chase those dreams as we get older I think dreams are not really spoken about because it's. I almost get the feeling that it's sort of uncool to tell someone your goals or your dreams. <laughs> I don't know whether it's a, the Aussie thing of I'm, I'm going to get shot down if I tell someone my goal or my dream. Uh, what do you think? I think this comes back to a fear of failure sometimes. So I think it's not so much that people aren't encouraged to talk about their goals and dreams or from my experience, it's actually more that well, if I tell someone then it's real and then I have to do it and what if I don't do it? And yep. that's a a mindset that's actually very stagnant and, and very negative, to be honest. Mm. If, you, if you think you're going to set a goal. I remember learning about goal setting, particularly in business and in life, and it was always, well, if you set a goal and you make that goal and you actually 10 times that goal, so the 10x method, 10x the nice. goal. yes. Even if you only get halfway of the 10x goal that you wanted to achieve, maybe it's a sum of money, maybe it's a number of properties, you're still five times better off than the original goal. Yeah. And it's I think what that highlights is the effort you need to put in. So looping back to what you're saying about um, people not speaking about their dreams and goals, I think it's being around the right people who will help you elevate you and empower you to achieve those rather than someone projecting their own negativity on it saying, oh, well, you, that's ridiculous. You won't achieve that or, yeah, yeah, you know, a fear right. of failure. Yeah. Be picky in who you, who you talk to about those goals. Mm. Um, and I think some people generally are internally motivated through life. Um, so I don't really set goals or I, I don't need them because I'm just generally, I, I'm not, a big head, but I'm just generally just achieving stuff as I go because that's the way I'm wired, right? That's what a lot of yep. people are thinking. Whereas other people really need to focus on goals, otherwise they lose momentum, that ability to continue to go forward. Because it's r- through those downtimes you mentioned before about when things aren't going our way, what's going to get us back off the off the floor to push forward to achieve something? And, and I think that's where the goal for me is always, it's a, almost like a security blanket or a protective covering that says, okay, if I hit a snag or if I get knocked over, I revert back to my security blanket that says, okay, that's my goal. Um, slap across the face. Let's keep on track and on target to that goal. Yeah, definitely. I think another piece of that that listeners and just generally people need to understand is 
we have become so adept to instant gratification in, in life in general. And I've mentioned this in previous podcasts as well, but things like, you know, Facebook notifications, things pinging quickly or doing something and getting a reward really fast. Mm. We're a society that's wired that way now. So when you're thinking about setting these goals that you want to achieve, and this is applicable beyond property, by the way, this is in general um, nature, breaking them down so you actually do get that gratification on a shorter term. So they're they're littler, smaller milestones along the way to the big goal. I think that's what keeps people on track because they can see success happening. It doesn't happen overnight. I know that phrase is said time and time again, and this is not rocket science, people. It's very straightforward. Mm. Sometimes people just need this reminder, break the goal down. Yeah. Yeah. And create the habits almost, isn't it? It's like what if I'm continually cleaning my teeth twice a day and I visit the dentist every six months and I floss, I'm going to have pretty reasonable teeth, right? The the, the habits basically create the goal or or the outcome uh, being achieved itself. So let's uh, maybe look at after the break what we what we're both doing personally to set our own goals in relation to property and wealth creation, but also maybe something personally as well. If you're after personal financial advice, don't get it from a podcast. If you would like help based on your own personal situation, head over to sortyourmoneyout.com. Click get help and we'd be happy to introduce you to one of our trusted advisors. We also have a panel of trusted mortgage brokers we can connect you with to get you into your first home, an investment property purchase, or to review your current loan if you don't have a broker. Our panel of advisors, mortgage brokers, and accountants work with clients all over Australia so they can connect with you wherever you are. That's sortyourmoneyout.com and click get help. a doer. I've always been motivated just like yourself, John, in that I do set goals, but I'm not someone who has to hold on to them too greatly. However, the reason I do set goals is for those items, those things I want to tick off that 
unless they're front of mind, they're just going to keep getting put to the bottom of the to-do list. Now, one recent one that's actually been on my whiteboard at home for a while, as we've discussed in a previous episode, is the purchase of my next investment property. And that's a very relevant go, obviously, to the show and professionally um, and personally to buy another investment property. And that's something I've actually broken down into steps, which I wouldn't say is the norm for me to do. But I know if I'm going to you know, be running a business, be keeping up with my social life, doing everything else. I need to rein it in and focus on the steps to this particular goal. And alongside that as well, I have my own financial goals of building out more wealth just outside of property in addition to property too. So there's a couple of things there. Okay. So one of those steps in in achieving your second property, is that to invest in a buyer's agent or a buyer's advocate? Is that that one of the... I'm definitely going to be handing this to an advocate because number one, I'm not an investment specialist. And number two, I don't have the time to buy my own property. I'm busy buying other people's properties for them. So actually might need to book a clarity call with (laughs) John because (laughs) the first... So the first step on the list is actually to get pre-approval, which is what I've been going through. And I can tell you what... I know how many documents people listening out there who are like, oh, my pre-approval is taking so long. There's a reason for that. Yes. So many documents, I get it. But yeah. that's step one. Step two was, okay, I need to engage someone to actually get this property for me because that's not my area of expertise. Sure. And if I buy my own investment property, I don't think it's going to be the best purchase I'm going to make. Yeah, okay. So having a, a long-term goal or an outcome call, whatever you want, is so important when breaking it back down to what's happening now. So uh, I'll give you an example. When, when I first started investing in property, I had uh, a $2 million figure. Right? I just had to throw some out, something out there. I didn't really know what I was doing. But I, I said, right, if I can get a total wealth amount of, of assets in property worth $2 million, I did the simple numbers that said, well, on average, property should perform at about 5% capital growth per annum. So that's going to give me about a hundred grand per year of improved asset growth, right? So that I don't realize that. I don't just automatically have a hundred K in the bank, but my wealth is growing by a hundred grand a year. Now I can't save that amount. Um, I don't have to go and work for that amount. So I thought, yeah, that's a pretty cool starting point. Let's work towards, towards that. Now, whatever the figure is, or you don't even need a figure, but having something out there gives you some purpose for, right, what's my step one? It's go and get a pre-approval. But then what's my strategy to to this first purchase that's going to help me towards that long-term property goal? That's in my mind why a goal is so important is it, it keeps your eye on the big long-term goal and not so much um, losing sight of what's happening right now. So true, John. I think, yes, Property number one is the first step, but then as you mentioned, and I, I think it's a great example of that two mil figure and you know the average of 5% a year coming out at 100K. And as you said, you don't withdraw that money. It's not yours in your pocket at that time as a salary or anything, but a really good number to be working towards something like that. Now, you got the chance to ask me about my goals and, and we know we're going to keep an eye on me making sure I achieve them. <laughs> How about yourself? Because I, you're a lot further along the property journey than I, you know, you're not that many years older than me, Come but you're a, lot, you're a lot further along the journey. So where, where are you at and, and what are you hoping to achieve? Yeah. So early on, I was very goal driven. I, I 
personally, I was always setting goals for for my sport, for my um, health and fitness. I, I was very much write it down, put it out there, put a date on it, and make it realistic. And and all the stuff you learn about goal setting, right? I was very much that from from probably teenage years through to maybe early thirties, I suppose. From then on, once I started to understand life a little bit and it just became habitual the way we wanted to live our life, goals out there became less of a priority for me because internally it was starting to happen for me. I'm in a fortunate position where I talk to a lot of people every week. Now, a lot of people tell me I'm, I'm already internally motivated, so I, I don't need to set a goal, but I'll go through the exercise anyway because I like people to jot down what they want to achieve so I can get a feel so that we're on the same page when I coach them. Yeah, that was definitely not me early on. I had to write goals down. So the last 10 years, I'm like, well, I'm just going through achieving things. I look back and reflect, but then I look forward and say, well, I, I want these things, but I don't really put figures and timeframes on them, if that makes sense. So from a property perspective right now, call it a goal if you want, but we're looking at knocking down our own home and building our family home, which will be our next 20-year home. So the habits associated that with that is what we're focusing on at the moment. And I can't take too much of the um, compliment from that. It's more my wife doing all that, but um, that will be the design focus to then um, get the lending requirements to then produce an outcome that is desirable for that suburb. So I'm sort of coming in with a strategic, what will it be worth when it's finished? Amy's more the, okay, let's just look at how we want to design it for our for our family, but then also for resale as well down the track. Now, the word resale is we're probably not going to ever sell it, but if someone walks through the door to value it, it needs to have resale appeal. So that's definitely the focus for the next pretty much 12 months and maybe longer. Past that, we want to get back into the property markets around the country through through investing. We've got a wealth figure out there that we, we want to achieve or, or more of a passive income and amount coming into our life each year. Uh, we really haven't got a, a date on that. And this comes back to how my goal focus has changed over the years is once you're enjoying and loving what you do, and, and for those people that are loving what they do each day, um, hats off to you. Once you're at in that position in your life, the whole retirement age and stopping doing what you're doing is really no longer in the conversation. It's It's just having the lifestyle and the choices and the flexibility to do what you want when you want. So that's where that transition of mind has been for me in the last probably five to six years, I suppose. And would you say that coincides with, you know, having having your business and having the flexibility? Because you haven't always had a business from, from day dot as, you know, being out of university or, or school. Yeah. Would you say it coincides with that mindset as well or are they two separate things? I think they were separate. I started a business at 25, not in property, but uh, in health and fitness. So, I'd been, I've been a business owner for 18 years now, but yeah. I, I think it was just time in the saddle. If I put it down to anything, it was really just time in life, understanding what my true values are, understanding what sort of lifestyle we want to live and the wealth we want to create. It really no longer has a dollar figure for me like it did when I was 20, when I wanted $2 million worth of property. 
that goal was reached um, because I had that goal, definitely. If I didn't have that goal, I would have just meandered through my investment life, I suppose. So for those listening that that haven't got that goal, I, I strongly encourage you put a figure out there to work towards. Yeah, and definitely I, I think also trying to reverse engineer things as well. Like for example, if a statement piece is we want a six-week overseas holiday every every year, that's one of the parts that becomes a lifestyle factor. Okay, if that's the sort of symbol to you of we've made it mm. type of thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Then how do you reverse engineer that to work out the dollars and cents for that to actually happen? And maybe sometimes it's more of an item such as that that can help you mould your goal. If if you're sometimes working towards a figure without a purpose, you know, with something attached to it, holidays, maybe it's, you know, a lot to do with travel or another property or whatever it might be, then sometimes it can be trickier to articulate. But I know me personally, like I'd love to have a year where I could just go and live in Airbnbs, yep. go and try all different suburbs and just live in Airbnbs. That would be so much fun. And it's a really cool goal because I kind of know the average of what that needs to be each week and all the rest of it. But that doesn't mean I need a million dollars. No. You know, I think people think that the money item, well, when I've got a million dollars, then I can. But try and reverse engineer it if you can because having that that tangible item in place will really help you. Yeah, absolutely. No, I love that. And I think coming back to the, the 10 times example you spoke about before, the word mindset goes alongside goal setting. You're setting goals. You've got to have the the right mindset to be able to shoot for the stars. So if it is what you want, write it down. Don't think about the ways that you can't do it. Think about the ways that you can do it and how it will happen. And and then uh, you put it out to the universe. It's amazing what comes back. Most definitely. Um, and just for reference, that 10x mindset, if you haven't heard, Grant Cardone is where that comes from. Well, that's where I've learned about it from. Not necessarily saying I enjoy all of his stuff, but the 10x rule is super cool. If you want to learn more about mindset, definitely check that out. So you don't smoke cigars at home? No, I don't smoke no. cigars at home. There's many things I don't do that Grant Cardone does do, <laughs> but but the 10x rule was one book that that was a mindset game changer for me yeah. um, and just made me go, wow, literally everything in life is down to my effort yeah. and that's pretty cool. Yeah, and, and I know we've um, some of the listeners may have heard Rowan Dredge on our main show but, again, he talks about direction and determination. So the two Ds there that combine, he doesn't usually use the word goal. He replaces it with your direction, where you're going, and that's continual and the determination of you getting there and and not giving up along the way. Most definitely. Look, I think in in closing this all out, you've you've heard some of John and and I, our personal goals, professional goals, and some of the ways that we set goals and, and look at goal setting in a general sense. One of the biggest things I would say is that, as I mentioned before, your effort is key. And second to that, I would say, as we touched on a lot earlier in the episode, is the people around you will either elevate you or they won't. And if there's you, you're being around people who aren't elevating you, maybe it's time to assess that. Are they in the same mindset as you and, and do they want the best for you, genuinely want the best for you as well? Because I think that's what a lot of it comes down to. So maybe some thoughts while you're driving, listening to this or walking, listening to this. 
about things to consider in 2021 and beyond. Absolutely. Yeah. Hopefully you've taken at least one thing from it today, if not more. But yeah, again, thank everyone for their support of the podcast too. We really appreciate you uh, you tuning in and also giving us the feedback, good, bad or ugly. Shoot us a review and let us know how we're doing because that's important as well to keep the show rolling along and, and giving everyone what they're after. Most definitely. We'd love to hear from you, whether you've got a review, whether you've got a question, reach out. We're more than happy to help. Cool. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Great to chat again and uh, we'll talk soon. Have a great week ahead. We'll speak with you soon. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits, and pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. Taking your property journey to the next level starts with education. That's why we make this podcast, but we've also created online courses to equip you with the knowledge you need to take the next steps. I've created the Solvair Online Academy, open to both first home buyers and seasoned investors, where I share my tips and experience from 20 years in the property space. And if you're a first home buyer, I have the course just for you. Everything from pre-approval all the way through into your settlement and everything in between. How to place an offer, how to bid at auction, what to even look for at an open home and what questions to ask the agents. It's all covered in my online course. Follow the links in the show notes to sign up and get started today. This podcast is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general financial advice only, which does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Because of that, you should consider if the advice is appropriate to you and your needs before acting on the information. If you do choose to buy a financial product, read the product disclosure statement, target market determination, and obtain appropriate financial advice tailored to your needs. Simo Interactive Proprietary Limited, the publisher of the podcast, and Glenn James are authorized representatives of Money Sherpa Proprietary Limited, which holds financial services license 451289.